Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to Inbound Sales Journey. This week, Ryan and I are going to be jumping into the ideal day. But before we tell you how to make your day perfect, um, if you guys missed last week, we talked about what your sales rep should be doing beyond sales in last week's episode, episode number 84. I would highly recommend giving that one a listen if you've not listened to that one yet. And some of what we talked about in terms of what your sales rep should be doing beyond sales um, is going to be kind of iterated on here where we talk about what the ideal day for an agency sales rep should look like. Now, that's the the title that we're going to roll with, the ideal day, the agency sales rep edition. But obviously, there's going to be tweaks and adjustments that you're going to need to make to this. Our goal with some of these podcast episodes, specifically the last last week's and this week, are try to give you resources. If you're the agency sales rep, check yourself against where these are, make the adjustments, get this scheduled in and start building the habits to be more productive um, and more effective in your work. If you're an agency owner, we're trying to give you something to be able to um, discuss with your sales with your sales reps, give to your sales reps, say, hey, check yourselves against this, and help to hold each other accountable, set expectations for what you're going to be doing, and then hold each other accountable so that you can hit your growth goals. So with that, Ryan, you ready to dig into the Ideal Day Agency Sales Rep Edition? Let's do it. Let's hit this up. So I'm going to let you start. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, I'm going to give people a quick overview here. We've got eight things eight different categories that we're going to talk talk about. Now, in an eight-hour day, you're probably thinking, oh, perfect, here's my eight-hour block. This isn't necessarily spend one hour for each of these. Um, but these are the eight things we think you should touch on. I'll just give you the list real quickly, and then Ryan and I will go into details. You guys can find the show notes at doinbound.com slash inbound sales journey. Number one, following up from the prior day, basically taking care of your homework. Number two is prospecting. Number three is content creation. Number four, calls, meetings, Number five, following up with closed customers. Number six, checking in with your client servicing team. Seven is managing your CRM. And eight are some bonus items that we're going to throw in. So stay tuned for that. A couple of goodies. So let's dive, into the, let's dive into the details here, Rye. Why don't you kick us off with number one, taking care of your daily homework. Cool. All right. First thing I do when I get into the office in the morning uh, are follow-ups from the prior day. So there's a couple things that I check. Uh, number one is email. Uh, obviously, everyone probably gets a good amount of email. I uh, always try to have an inbox of zero. I bulk delete the things that aren't relevant to me, and then I make sure that I don't accidentally delete uh, things that are from prospects or people following up, asking questions, current customers, those types of things. I always try to get back to those. Uh, we don't do a lot of team communication via email. We save that for Slack. So that's the second place I go to after going to uh, my emails. I open up Slack. Uh, try to look at the channels that are important for me, see where I have been uh, mentioned on different things that I didn't get to the day before, and try to get back to the team. Uh, that is the first thing that I do every day. Now, typically, you're going to want to try to keep that to about 20 to 30 minutes uh, if you can. Really shouldn't be any longer than an hour worth of time. And the way that you do that is just by judging priority wise what's actually important, what are the follow ups I need to get back to today, now. 
Uh, for me, prospects are always at the top of that list. They're the first people I want to follow up with. And then team members are going to be second, uh, like I said, in Slack. But even with different team member communications that we're doing in Slack, might not be, hey, I have to do this right now in the morning. This can, can wait until I have some free time later today. So just prioritize what needs to be followed up with and just get it done then. So it's off your plate. You're not worrying about it throughout the day. Uh, and you can uh, go about your day a little bit easier knowing that all the, uh, the prospects have been followed up with. Okay. Gray, prospecting number two on the list. Kick it back over to you for that one. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to get hit on number one. Ryan, I know that you mentioned hitting up email and Slack first thing. I I just want to say, like, for me, that doesn't work uh, super well because then I'm all distracted with other people's problems. But I'm also not in the sales role um, as my primary role. So I think it's worth figuring out, depending on what time your day starts um, and primarily what works best for you, do you want to start with follow-ups and opening up the potential floodgates that is your inbox and Slack, or do you want to start maybe with content creation? Or if you have a couple big items, one of the things that's really helpful for me is the end of the day before writing down, hey, here are my three big things that I need to have happen tomorrow. If one of those is I need to get a contract drawn up or a proposal drawn up for somebody, um, first thing the next morning before opening anything else and getting distracted, uh, wrap up that contract and get that ready to go. Then you can pop open your inbox, see if there's anything going on. So just figuring out the flow that works best for people. If tackling email and getting that off your plate works better because then it can clear your mind to work on the things uh, that you have to do, that's great. If not, and not having that in your mind as you're trying to get things done that you need to get done is better, then that's, uh, that's the workflow you should go with as well. And obviously figure out when your day starts. If we're working in different time zones, you're getting started at 8 a.m., but you're on the West Coast and you're talking to prospects on the East Coast, maybe it's a bigger deal to jump in right away. So kind of figuring out how that works is probably one note that I'd add there. Yeah, I think for all these things, uh, we're not saying you have to do it necessarily in this order. Uh, like I'll share, like that was good, great that you shared how you do it, that you don't start there. I'll share kind of how I do it as well from a, like a more of a sales role. Um, but that's not to say that you have to follow this exact order to the day. Um, I don't follow the exact order of these eight things that we're going to go through in the, in the order that they, that we've laid them out every day, certainly. Um, but these are the things that, that you should be, uh, aiming to do on a day-to-day basis consistently. Yep. So as an agency sales rep, prospecting is a big part of, um, most roles. Some people have like the BDR role or the SDR role, somebody who's kind of handling some of the prospecting and setting appointments. But at most agencies, if you're owning the sales or you're one of the primary sales reps, you're going to be doing a, a good chunk of prospecting as well. So it's kind of a mix of the obvious stuff, which, um, you know, what you call this might be different, but reviewing all the inbound leads that came in, um, following up ASAP on on new prospects that should be followed up with and, and finding the right ways to do that. So a mix of that, and depending on the stage of your agency, plus some kind of outbound. So finding new targets, figuring out the way to work your way in. And one of the tools, Ryan and I will do an episode coming up on this, but sequences, if you're using HubSpot, but any kind of, uh, of obviously templates that you have in place to help you out with this, make yourself efficient by leveraging the content that you already have. Make sure that you personalize it. Make sure you're tracking your efforts and improving those efforts. Um, but both for following up with inbound leads and outreach to, uh, to to folks who aren't in your database yet, 
make sure that you're leveraging the content that you have, that you're always improving it, and that you're tracking everything you do. Anything you'd add there, Rai? I think you're good on that one. Let's jump cool. to uh, number three, content creation. Talked a little bit about this in uh, last week's episode. It's really important. Um, now, this is something I know, like it's some pushback from people. Oh, I don't want to do this every day. That's fine. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do it every day, although, frankly, I think that, that you should. Uh, these are going to be things, uh, whether you're a sales rep or pretty much anyone in your agency, if you can get them creating content, um, that's awesome. If it's a quick LinkedIn post that you want to, uh, create great, you want to jot down some blog post ideas, uh, to help other people create content even. So if you're a sales rep, Hey, you know, I've noticed I've been coming across this, uh, this issue a lot recently, or this questions a lot recently. Here's some ideas that I have that either I'm going to create a blog post for, or I can send it over to the marketing team as well. Um, maybe when you're a salesperson, it's creating canned responses, uh, for frequently asked questions. Um, certainly if you guys use on your website, uh, live chat, we have uh, live chat. It's been a great tool for us, a bunch of canned responses that are still very personal, uh, that we can, uh, get back to people with quickly. Uh, or you can shoot maybe some video, but just, it could be a variety of different things that, uh, that you're creating, but getting people in the, in more of the creative role of creating content, uh, to better the agency that that's the type of stuff that'll have lasting effects, uh, you know, for throughout the year as you guys continue to, to move forward and grow the agency. So that is number three content creation. Good there, Gray or anything else? Yeah, I think I just add the tendency for most people is to say, and we've done this and have either way, the goal is turn this into some kind of habit. If you don't build the habit, this is one of the primary ones that's going to get dropped. So one of the reasons that we include this here in doing this every day is to help you build that habit. So I think that there's a temptation to like, hey, I'll, I'll put this off and I'll just do all my content creation. I'll write all this stuff on Friday. Then you get to Friday and you're already kind of worn down from the week and you look at the pile of stuff that you stacked up for yourselves to take care of. I've got four templates to do plus a blog post and and uh, and schedule out my social sharing for next week. It can be a lot to tackle. So just figure out there's obviously some pros. If you batch everything, you're already kind of uh, in the groove and can be more effective. But a potential con is if you're not actually disciplined enough and don't have somebody holding you accountable to do that. So I would just say figure out what works for you. Make sure that either way it's getting done, whatever that frequency is. Numero quattro, calls and meetings. Ryan, I'll let you speak to a lot of this, but hopefully – in a sales role, you're having conversations with prospects every day. And I say at most agencies, hopefully this is at least, uh, you know, an hour or two every single day. And when I say an hour or two, some days that's going to be four days or four or five hours. Some days that's going to be, you know, you've got one or two calls. But I'm also lumping homework in with this. And realistically, that often takes a lot of time. So that might just be a simple follow-up email hopefully off of something you have templated with a good good amount of personalization. It might be creating a proposal. It might be following up internally with someone on the sales team with a question or on the services team with a question maybe about how you technically do something. Um, whatever that is, make sure that that homework that you have after a meeting happens ASAP before you forget. Make sure you have a system for assigning yourself tasks and following up on that. Um, just make sure it gets done. What would you throw in there, Rai, since you do, you do far more of that than I do? Yeah, so it kind of depends on where you're at um, with how busy you are with this one. So 
Uh, and, and this will also fluctuate. So um, you might have one day like a ton of prospect calls. And, and for me, the way I prioritize things is like, look, if you have a good lead that wants to talk with you, none of the other stuff matters. Like, I mean, it matters, but that is the top priority. So if you have to be on in calls and meetings for eight hours one day because things are cranking and that's awesome, like prioritize that, right? Like that's, that's the best way to grow the agency is working with good leads that you have now. But at the same time, if things are getting a little bit out of control and you can't actually accomplish some of the things that are happening, you know, in the other one through eight that we're going through, consider blocking off times for each of these different things right on your calendar and leaving a few hours open for those calls and meetings for people to schedule. Now, now most sales reps at this point are using um, calendar scheduling tools that they're giving to people to pick a time that works for them. Usually the most efficient, easy way to do that. If you're not doing that, something I I recommend looking into, we're going to talk a little bit later in this season about what different applications are the best ones to, to use for that. But calls and meetings are something that uh, are are always great for um, obviously gaining business, but also practicing and getting better day to day with sales. And then Gray, if things are lighter on the flip side, you have your calendars pretty wide open and you're just trying to get a bunch of different meetings. How do I make the process more efficient? The different homework, making sure that that's followed up with so that everyone's getting things appropriately, but also how can I improve uh, you know, if people are asking me for different homework pieces, do I have a template for this yet? Do I have a way to quickly get people this information so I don't have to go and work on writing up this this lengthy email with all this explanation in here that I find myself doing over and over again? Uh, so so lump that in if if the days may be a little bit lighter uh, from a schedule standpoint. Totally agree. I think that the next one's coming up here, Ryan. Some of these um, are the like we've hit on the most intense uh, time ones on most days. But why don't you take number five here, following up with closed customers? Cool. Talked a little bit about this one in last week's episode, uh, but this is something that's really important. And here's the practical takeaway for it. Uh, The the deals that you're closing as a sales rep, uh, they don't end when you switch it to to the, the, the customer or client servicing team, the account managers. Now, you need to be following up with these people. You are setting expectations during the sales process to tell them, hey, this is how things are going to go. This is what we're going to be doing for you. Like you are guiding them into this relationship. You have to follow up as the relationship progresses. So you've handed over maybe the day-to-day communication to someone else, but still coming alongside them and saying, hey, you know, I know that we talked about this during the sales process. These are your expectations. How satisfied are you guys? How are these expectations being met? Are things going well? You know, are you and the uh, account manager getting along well? Do you feel that you're being well taken care of? What that does is it continues to build the relationship. You're probably going to get some good, honest feedback that maybe the account manager isn't getting that you can share with them to make the relationship better. But you're also progressing your relationship further and further, showing them that you care about them, you care about the results of what you guys are doing for them, but you just are genuinely interested, as you should be, in in how things are are going for them. You then are opening up the doors a little bit for upsell opportunities that might be for them uh, individually to more um, services you guys offer that you feel really could be beneficial. So those conversations are a bit easier and you and the account manager can kind of tackle that together. Great opportunity also for referrals and to get uh, testimonials. Uh, keeping that relationship going, strengthening that relationship over time uh, only benefits you for 
a variety of reasons, even beyond the ones that I just uh, listed out there. So budget that into your day, you know, have it so that once a month you just have a rotating schedule, you know, different days, you're calling different people. And, and this might not be every day, right? You might not have 30 customers that you've closed so that, you know, I can neatly put one a day into to being followed up with. You might even want to batch some together. So this is a once a week activity. Hey, for, for two hours, I'm going, this is my two hour block where I'm going to call once a month, each of my different uh, people that I've, I've closed and just check in with them, see how they're doing. This was a practice that I used uh, back when I sold houses. I would do that. I would batch it a couple hours together, call all my customers that were going through. Hey, how's the house looking? How's everything going? Uh, you know, at the end, end six months later, we got a survey. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I had them as happy as possible so I could get a good survey, but also because I cared about them. The relationships there, you want to build it. Um, good, you know, good people, you want to take care of them. So that would uh, that'd be following up with close customers, number five. Anything to add to that one, Greg, before we jump to number six? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think that five and six kind of flow together here a little bit, but this is one you need to figure out what your structure is going to be as an agency. There are a good number of agencies where they do have their sales reps following up with close customers, but there's also a lot where the sales rep closes that deal and then uh, doesn't touch them. I think there's a ton of benefit. You and I both agree that having that sales rep check back in is a great opportunity. Um, for a lot of good things to happen, but kind of plot out your client journey, what you want your customers to go through and figure out the touch points you're going to have and how this is going to work, which leads us to number six. And that is, um, this is going to be a little bit more frequently, probably really on a, on a daily basis in most agencies, there'll be collaboration here, but checking in with your client servicing team. So, what you sold, the people who have to deliver that, do they have any questions for you? Is there anything that you need to smooth out or make right or do better for next time? How can you improve? How can they improve? Anything that you need from them, communicate that clearly back and forth. This is pretty simple. Most days, this is probably a, uh, you know, probably not even, it, it may be a daily thing if there's an issue or not that arises, but a couple times a week, make sure you're shooting over a message and saying, hey, is everything going okay with this? Um, is there anything you need from me? Anything I can do better? And just continue to smooth out that relationship because ultimately this makes the internal operations much more harmonious. And same thing for your customers. You're going to make sure that your customers get taken care of well when your client servicing team is happy as well. Which leads us into managing the CRM, which is kind of a central point for everyone to go and look and see how are things going with your customers. Ryan, you've built an entire course around um well one one component of that course is the crm and put a lot of time into building out the right system uh specifically in the crm that we use hubspot talk about what this looks like yeah uh the crm is huge i mean i literally from when i first get in to start working so when i leave the crm is always open um so that is where everything happens or everything should be happening. So you should have a process in place. I'm not going to go too deep into this. We've covered this a, a few different times, Gray, on like how to set everything up because we'd be here for a little bit. But uh, managing your CRM, being in there every day, all day is super important because the, the things that you're doing, some of these uh, calls, meetings, following up with people, all that stuff needs to be documented and recorded so that anyone on your team at any moment could jump in and understand exactly how things are progressing 
uh, with your different customers, but also your prospects. Uh, you should have deal stages set up, right? A sales pipeline, a process, a sales process that your prospects are going to go through from first interaction ever with you guys to becoming a closed customer and going through an onboarding process with your, with your agency. So are my deal stages in order? Every day you need to check that. Are, do I have people in the right, the right buckets? Are they in the right spots? So I can see very clearly uh, how we're doing. And we talked a little bit, Gray, in the past about sales pipeline reviews, how important those are. You can't do a good sales pipeline review without having a good sales pipeline that, that is accurate. <clears throat> so every day, this, this one, it should, it should truly be every day. You should be in the CRM, uh, logging different notes, activities, making sure the deal stages are in order, and then any communication that happens with a client, uh, whether you actually send it through the CRM or you make a note of it later, needs to be documented and, and put in there attached with the appropriate um, uh, customer or prospect that's in there. So big one there, uh, huge difference for the agency if you can get everything documented. It's not just sitting in your personal inbox. Um, so I know I harped on that a little bit over and over, Gray, but that's how that's how important it is. That's the passion there. You need to be in the CRM and managing everything in there, okay? It is a big deal. That's a big hurdle for an awful lot of people, but uh, but it is a huge it is a huge deal. Okay, number eight. This is the one you've been waiting for. Bonuses. What else goes in here? And this is just kind of like, what else do you guys have going on? What needs to get done? What else would you like to get done? So some examples here. This kind of falls under uh, potentially a couple of our previous ones. But if you've got live chat on your website, someone's got to man that live chat and take care of new responses that come up. Um, so that might be. That's probably a role for uh, someone on your sales team and um, and making sure that that happens and happens well. There's going to be communication here between team members to make sure that, um, you know, that it's not overwhelming for one person, but, uh, but they still have time to get their other work that they need to get done. So if you have live, live chat, that's that, that type of thing, learning, spending time, uh, whether this is reading sales books, which we've talked about previously, um, some of the some of the best sales books and most effective sales books that um, have really helped us learn and develop. It could be watching something, learning from someone else teach about sales. It could be experimenting um, with new things and and writing stuff out. So I think learning is a big one. Working on some bigger rocks. We've talked about how we have these quarterly rocks that that are part of how we run operations at do inbound. Um, and so this might be something bigger, maybe for a sales rep, they're working on putting together a video series for prospects on, Hey, here's, um, what our sales process is going to look like, or here's what the client journey looks like, or whatever that video, video series might be. That's just one example. If you have something like that, those same consistent habits are the most achievable way to get this done in a job like sales, where it's pretty tough to just take an entire day in a lot of cases and completely block it off and do nothing else um, or do that, you know, for three or four days in a row, there are people you need to get back to. So rather than just trying to block off entire days to do stuff, block 45 minutes a day, an hour a day, an hour and a half a day, schedule out exactly how you're going to get those bigger rocks done and then make sure that you're hitting those, those step-by-step uh, progress points along the way. I'm sure there's a ton we could lump into bonuses here. Um, Managing the CRM kind of covers reporting, but there may be some extra reporting that needs done. Um, whatever, whatever those things are, you just kind of outline and figure it out. But that's what that's how I'd wrap up here, Ryan. Um, if you have anything to add 
go ahead and throw it in the bonuses section here, and then let's go ahead and wrap this wrap this puppy up. Cool. I'm good. You hit all the bonuses I was going to talk about. Uh, hopefully, these eight things were helpful for you guys. If you want to see those eight things listed out uh, to just have something to easily share with maybe a sales member of the team or with anyone else at the at the agency, you can find those at doingbond.com backslash ISJ or Inbound Sales Journey. Uh, and that's where you can get all of our show notes for each of our different episodes. Uh, you guys can subscribe on iTunes as well if you want to get updated for when we uh, produce a new episode. Uh, if you have any other things that you recommend doing uh, in those show notes, there's a comment section below. There's also a little live chat bubble. Feel free to share those. Gray and I will then get those messages that you guys send our way. Uh, next uh, week, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic, Gray, why your agency maybe shouldn't use HubSpot sales. We talk a lot about HubSpot sales and the HubSpot CRM and why we use it. We're going to chat maybe about why we shouldn't use it. So tune into that next week. And uh, until then, good luck selling. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.